As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. So today, I thought it would be fun to cover a company who's making big headlines because of a stock split that set the stock soaring. The company's founder has also suggested that we're all living in a computer simulation. Okay, this one is too easy. We have to be covering one of Elon Musk's many ventures, SpaceX, Tesla, SolarCity, Starlink, the boring company, Hyperloop. OpenAI, Future of Life Institute. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. So today we're going to be exploring what's possibly his most popular venture in uh, Tesla Motors. Ah, okay. All right. Well, if I remember correctly, this one has a storied beginning, taking almost a decade to hit a successful product launch. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there um, and we'll find out in just a sec. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We're your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. 
Tesla Inc., formerly Tesla Motors, the electronic automobile manufacturer, was founded in 2003 by American entrepreneurs Martin Ebenhard and Mark Tarpening, and was named after Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla. I think you have to be forgetting someone. Who? I don't know. The eccentric CEO or maybe chief engineer, as he prefers. I There's no one else listed. Come on. Not Elon Musk. <laughs> Okay, we'll get to him. Um, But believe it or not, he was not a founder of Tesla. Here's Eberhard from an interview with ET Now. So uh, for the benefit of myself and my audience, I believe you are the original uh, founder of Tesla. Can you take me back to that, those days and that story, please? I'm sure, yes. I I founded Tesla in, well, in 2002 uh, with the idea, (coughs) excuse me, with the idea of of finding another way to move our cars besides fossil fuels, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and and to change the idea of what we thought electric cars could be. Sure, sure. So, so before Tesla, people thought about electric cars as crummy little cars that nobody wanted to own. Right. And we we showed that electric cars can be something very different. So you founded it, yes. and uh, you were what CEO for five years. I was the CEO and the chairman. Yes. For five. So w- what happened then? Um, well, I was uh, invited to leave by one of my investors. Well, I'm guessing that was Elon then. There's, there's a lot to, behind that story that I really don't want to talk about right now. But in summary. Um, it, it's not uncommon for the founders of companies to eventually to be pushed out by of the course. investors. Yeah, that's a, a typical Silicon Valley story. Okay, so Eberhard was Tesla's chief executive officer and Tarpening its chief financial officer. Funding for the company came from a variety of sources, but most notably PayPal co-founder Elon Musk, who contributed more than $30 million to the new venture and served as chairman of the company beginning in 2004. But those first few years were ripe with controversy. At one point, Eberhard and Tarpening forced Elon to pick who's going to be CEO. Then Eberhard was finally ousted in 2007. Here's Elon Musk being interviewed by his brother, Kimball, on the event. We tried quite hard uh, not to be CEO, um, but it had to be, no, no choice. But that or Tesla would die. So, so that, yeah, Everhard was fired in July 2007. Um, and he was, he was, at the time, we didn't know he'd instructed other people to lie, so we thought he was just, you know, it wasn't as bad. But once he left the building, then it turned out, no, he'd actually orchestrated a a massive deception, which is quite bad. So it took another 10 million to buy Tesla.com from a domain squatter. And at one point in 2007, they considered changing the name to Faraday. We almost almost had to change the name of the company because the guy who owned Tesla Motors uh, wouldn't communicate with us. Um, And so eventually we sent the nicest kind of company, no, who's weirdly Martin's best friend, which I don't understand, but Mark Toppening, super nice guy. I like Martin a lot, actually. Yeah, you can't not like Martin, yeah, exactly. it's impossible. Um, he's a super nice guy, so we sent Mark to go sit on the guy's doorstep and not leave until he, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> until he agreed to at least negotiate with us or something, he talked to us. Um, and then we ended up buying the trademark for $75,000. Yeah, um, um, but we were going to have to change the name to, to be um, something else. And actually, I'm a, the, the lead candidate was, was, was Faraday as the name. Because Faraday invented the electric motor, and then uh, Tesla perfected the electric motor with the AC induction motor. So it was, 
Um, so was, if, if we couldn't do Tesla, we'd do Faraday. And then ironically, the competitor was, was later created called Faraday. Faraday. Yeah. Yeah. A startup. Yeah. From China, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Well, luckily they figured out how to keep the Tesla brand. Uh, Faraday, I don't know, just doesn't have the same ring. So back to 2008, when Tesla Motors released its first car, the completely electric Roadster. Here's a clip from a 2008 review by Edmunds.com. The Tesla Roadster didn't exactly hit the ground running. Its launch was postponed twice because transmissions were breaking. It was a situation that led to a corporate shakeup and spiraling development costs. But thanks to additional funding from private backers and venture capitalists, the sleek Roadster has seen the light of day. With a price tag just shy of the six-figure mark, this Tesla isn't your average green machine. With a maximum range of just 220 miles, it's most viable as a second or third car for weekends and the occasional short commute. In company tests, it achieved 245 miles or 394 kilometers on a single charge, a range unprecedented for a production electric car. Additional tests showed that its performance was comparable to that of many gasoline-powered sports cars. The Roadster could accelerate from 0 to 60 miles per hour in less than 4 seconds. It could reach a top speed of 125 miles an hour. The Roadster produced no tailpipe emissions, as it did not use an internal combustion engine. But with a price point of 109000 it was certainly a luxury item. Despite the initial challenges, the world was excited by the prospect of Tesla Motors. And in 2010, with just one car released, Elon Musk took Tesla public. This was the first American car company to go public since Ford. And uh, I don't know, I found this overly dramatic clip from Revenge of the Electric Car to celebrate it. A few blocks from the hotel room where Nikola Tesla died penniless 60 years earlier, Elon faces his final challenge, selling Tesla to Wall Street. The omens are not good. The Nasdaq is down 2% and falling. Everybody's talking about one of the most hyped IPOs in recent memory, Tesla Motors. It, it sold 1,063 cars. I myself have sold 1,063 cars. You don't want to own this stock. You shouldn't even rent the darn thing. Well, big losses on Wall Street today, as we've been reporting, and it's just the same for just about any US stock. Except one, Tesla Motors. It is up. It priced above the range, sold 20% more stock than it thought it would, and it is still up. Shares of the electric car maker Tesla Motors are up. The electric car maker surged to nearly 41%, the second best IPO gain of the year. So this is a very big indicator to some, not to all, that Tesla is for real, a real car company that's going to usher in the future of cars, of course, that message is how much they raised on opening day, and more after a quick word from our sponsors. So before the break, with just one car line sold publicly, Elon Musk took Tesla Motors public, raising over $226 million for the company. Then in 2012, Tesla stopped production of the Roadster to concentrate on its new Model S sedan, which was acclaimed by automotive critics for its performance and design. The first Model S's were released on June 22nd, 2012. Here's Elon Musk from the 2012 Tesla launch event, first talking about the plant that they built in Silicon Valley to produce these cars. The, the, the long-term goal of Tesla, uh, we already have 2,000 people, is to exceed that in employment. 
that, that is, that is uh, and we're proud to employ a lot of ex-NUMI workers here um, and, and uh, really show that uh, high-tech manufacturing, automotive manufacturing can be done uh, in California, in fact, even in the Bay Area, and, and make the, the best cars in the world. So really looking forward to that. Thank you. Are you ready? It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to start delivering Model S. And the initial reviews of the Model S were overwhelmingly positive. Here's Jay Leno from a segment on his Jay's Garage show from 2012. The most amazing thing about electric cars is you have almost zero maintenance. Even my 1909 Baker Electric, I've had it almost 20 years and it requires no maintenance at all other than charging the battery. It's a hand-wound motor, all copper wires, and it doesn't need anything. It's, it's pretty amazing. And this is uh, obviously, that would be the great, great, great grandfather of this car. The amazing thing is the absence of noise. There's no engine noise, there's no wind noise. And when you have a vehicle like this that doesn't have any engine noise or, or you know, sport muffler, you've got to make everything in the cabin even more quiet because that'll just accentuate uh, the squeak that might be in the dashboard or something, but you don't have any of that here. And look how fast it is. It goes zero to 60, around four seconds. Motor Trend got like three nine, and I think the factory says four four, so we'll split the difference at four seconds. This same year, Tesla built stations called superchargers in the United States and Europe designed for charging batteries quickly and at no extra cost to Tesla owners. Later versions of those stations were called Tesla stations and also had the capability of complete replacement of the Model S battery pack. As of March 2020, Tesla operates 16,103 superchargers and 1,826 stations worldwide. But back in 2013, the company was struggling financially and even had a handshake deal to sell. Here's a clip from Bloomberg News. 2013 was a big year. Dangerously close to bankruptcy, Musk actually had a handshake deal with Google to buy the struggling car company. But at the end of the first quarter, Tesla posted profits for the first time since going public. Musk then broke off negotiations with Google. Later that year, three Model S's caught fire following damage to the batteries, and the stock once again plummeted. Well, as he likes to do, he sometimes posts a blog with his comments, and that's what Elon Musk has done just a few minutes ago, essentially running down the events of the uh, Model S fire that we've seen the video of. We saw just a few minutes ago. This happening in Kent, Washington, just outside Seattle. In his blog, Mr. Musk, and I'm not going to get into the details, Bill, where he talks about how the battery performed and some of the technical issues, but he ends it by saying, for consumers concerned about fire risk, there should be absolutely zero doubt that it is safer to power a car with a battery than a large tank of highly flammable liquid. Then below that is an email exchange between Tesla and the owner of the car. Now, this is the first time we've heard from the owner of the car, and the owner of the car essentially says, listen, I appreciate the support. I didn't expect this to happen. This was a freak accident. He goes on to say that he is a big fan of the car and is also an investor. He says, I, I was thinking this was bound to happen, just not to me, but now it is out there and it probably gets a sigh of relief as a test and risk issue that this doomsday event has now been tested and the design and the engineering of the Model S seems to work. So there you hear from Elon Musk, as well as the owner of that Model S, clearly the owner of the Model S, um, essentially saying, freak accident, but the car performed as it was supposed to. Guys, back to you. 
So then, in 2014, in an effort to bring battery prices down, Elon Musk opened a new battery factory right outside of Reno, Nevada. Then, after two years of delays in 2015, Tesla finally released the Model X, a crossover vehicle. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Elon Musk. Oh. Testing one of All right. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Model X launch. <laughs> so, thank you all for coming. Um, the Tesla team has worked incredibly hard. They've done, I think, an amazing job, and I'm really looking forward to showing you the, the car. Um, I want to start off just by re reminding people like what the you know the mission of Tesla is to accelerate the advent of sustainable transport. Um, <laughs> um, as I think uh, you guys know, it's incredibly important that we move to a sustainable world sooner rather than later. The sooner we do it, the better it, the better it is, and <laughs> and it's important to to show that. Uh, that any, any type of car can go electric. Um, we showed that you could make a compelling sports car with the Roadster, and that could go electric. Um, and we, we showed that you could do it with a sedan, and now we're gonna show that you can do it with an SUV. So, so we're gonna start off with uh, the, what's actually most important uh, for, a, for a car, which is safety. Um, so the, if, 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 you're, if you're driving, you're carrying your friends and family around, there's really nothing that's more important than safety. Um, so first and foremost, the car's gotta, gotta keep uh, you and, and uh, the ones you love uh, safe and, uh, and protect you under any circumstance you can imagine. So. The Model X seated seven, and the reviews were positive. This is the Tesla Model X. It's all electric. It can seat seven people. It can go zero to 60 in 2.7 seconds. And it has gullwing doors. Actually, they're called Falcon doors, but you get the point. This is not a boring vehicle. This is the craziest vehicle you can buy today. And in that time, the Tesla stock price increased from $185 to $280 as consumers were very excited about the new launch. More from this story after a quick word from our sponsors. It was the Model X that was a breakthrough moment for Tesla, further expanding its market to serve larger families. Since then, they released the Model 3 and the Model Y, but the next big defining moment for Tesla was the announcement of the Cybertruck, a glass shattering moment we all remember. Welcome to the Cybertruck unveil. Yeah! Uh, Franz, could you try to break this glass, please? Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Well, maybe that was a little too hard. <laughs> Should we try it over here? Sorry? It didn't go through. Let's so that was, a, that was a plus side. Let's try the right. Try that one, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. 
Oh, man. It didn't go through. <laughs> All right. <laughs> eh, not bad. Uh, room for improvement. So what happened was they touted a near indestructible glass, but when a metal ball was thrown from a close range, it completely shattered. But it didn't go through. No, no, but they, they tried to get on the back door and again, it shattered. So here's Elon Musk talking with Joe Rogan about the demo. What, what was it like when the dude threw the steel balls at the window and they were supposed to not break and it broke? Well, yeah, I mean, I know, at, at least, you, at least the, our, you know, you know that our demos are authentic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was not expecting that, and I, and then I, I think I muttered under my breath, <laughs> like, oh, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get mad though. No, uh, you didn't. Steve Jobs it. Um, no, I, 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 I definitely swore, uh, but you know, I didn't think the mic would pick it up, but it did. Um, and, uh, but so. Like we practiced this, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, like like at Tesla, we we don't do we don't do like tons of practice for for our demos because we we work we're working on the cars. Like we you know we're building new technologies and and, and improving the, the, the fundamental product. So we're not spending it like doing like hundreds of you know practice things or anything like that. We don't have time for that. Um, but the the hour, just hours before the, the demo. Um, both fronts, uh, you know, is uh, head of design, and, and, and I were in, in the studio throwing steel balls at the window, and just bouncing right off. Um, and like, okay, this seems pretty good. Seems like we got it. Okay. Um, and then I, we think what happened was that um, when we, we when we, when when Franz hit the the, the the door with the sledgehammer, you know, so, so like like this oh, is this is like yeah, yeah, yeah. exoskeleton you know high strength hardened steel you can literally take wind up with a sledgehammer you know full on double handed sledgehammer and hit the door and there's not even a dent it's cool um, but we think that that cracked the corner of the glass at the bottom oh. um, and then once you crack the corner of the glass the just game over so uh, then when you threw the bowl that that's what practically. So in it hindsight, didn't go through, though. it didn't go through. <laughs> That's true. Through. That's true. It didn't yeah. shatter the whole thing like a regular window would either, yeah. which would just dissolve, yeah. right? So in hindsight, the ball should have been first, sledgehammer second. Yeah. Yeah. You live, you learn. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so they know what happened and why it failed. They hit the car with a sledgehammer first and broke the windows. Either way, it was an embarrassment for Tesla. But this really didn't do much to dissuade investors, um, which brings us back to today. Excitement for the company drove up its share price to over $2,000 before the board approved a five-way stock split, allowing smaller investors to afford shares in the company. Some say Tesla was way overvalued. Some say it's all to the moon from here. Um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It's your support that keeps the show going. Rocketship.fm is now part of the Podglomerate Network. If you want to learn more about the other shows on the Podglomerate Network, go to thepodglomerate.com. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. If you go to productcollective.com, you could check out live video interviews, sign up for our newsletter, be a part of our Slack group with over 6,000 product people. Just check it out at productcollective.com.